Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast. I have a feeling we're on episode 49 this week, which is, I mean, pretty much at the 50 now. It feels like we've been talking about it for ages, but we're finally almost there. What have you got planned, mate? What's in store for the 50th? Because oh, I'd love to say I have ideas. something planned, but I've got I a few don't. ideas. I've got a few ideas, but all of them uh, are probably quite hard to achieve. But I, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I've got go... a lot of guest ideas lined up, as I imagined you do too. But yeah, timing. Yeah, I do. We could just do like a classic episode, like bring us back to what similar to what our first episode was, and then maybe have some drinks or some have a few oh, beers. Yeah, and just, just, just you know, have a yarn about um a game because you know that's how we started the channel, wasn't it? Well, and like we discussed, it'll be no spoiler in the lead up to the World Cup. We're going to be covering some old World Cup matches, whether or not that'll be every final or just our sort of top few matches or. We'll see, yeah, but 100%. there's definitely some that'll we'll oh, Mate, there's going to be a lot of real Rugby World Cup content, let's be honest. So we're going to be doing um, old matches. We're going to be doing, obviously, of course, we're going to be doing team reviews. You know, we're going to be doing yeah, that. We're going to have to do a weekly sort of 100%. review of the yeah. rounds, especially now it's, that it's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, I think, possibly some Monday games, but no midweekers. Yeah, that's right. So I think... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to it. I actually can't wait, but tell you what, the rugby championship in the meantime is not a bad option either. And I mean, even before then, the Super Rugby just finished up last night yeah. actually as recording this. And I mean that's had its moments this season. Um, last night's final was certainly one of those moments. It was yeah, it was quite a special match to be honest. A lot of controversy and drama surrounding it, but no doubt you've heard all those points already and we won't bore you with those. So what we're gonna to do today is take a look back at each of the teams and kind of give them a grading out of 10 of how we think they went throughout the season, chat about the sort of key players, big moments, lowlights, et cetera, along the way, and just see where that takes us. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I mean, it's been a good season. I've enjoyed it. I've watched a lot of the games, if not all, at least all the highlights. Um, I've definitely watched maybe 50% of the games. Um there's been some surprising results. I mean, you would have recalled our original sort of Super Rugby preview episode, and there's definitely been some changes to what we thought was going to happen. Although yeah, there's going to be some points we'll touch on. No doubt. I actually, I actually think that overall, though, we weren't that far off. Yeah, we weren't bad actually. Like, yeah, probably we slightly that... overhyped the Blues as most do. Maybe slightly underhyped the Chiefs, but. Other we weren't that, far off. Yeah, we weren't far off. I think we might have been a bit too generous for the old minor Pacifica crew. Oh, maybe um, Jarrell we could have given a bit more credit to, but we we probably um and as much as we wanted to perform, I think we were probably a bit yeah, overzealous there. But I must say I still put them bottom of my prediction. So You did actually, yeah, you did. Um, getting some stick about not putting the rebels there. Well, that's right. I mean they weren't far off with they the rebels, but yeah, I know. Um, not <laughs> Um, but ultimately, I think we were pretty close. So, without further ado, should we? What do you want to do? You're going to, you know, sort of team by team. Do you think? I think. I mean, you could probably you choose one. I choose one. Unless you want to do it in table order or alphabetical order or something. Well, I'm not I too think, worried. I think for the viewers or listeners, I should say, um, it probably would be easier to do it in table order, just because. Yeah, I think we'll do that then. Exactly how it finished off in the season. Um, so, start at the bottom, team. then go to the top. Yeah, let's start at the bottom. So, and before we are uh, right, I'm going to say I don't know if, how about your gradings, but I've not necessarily used the same scale for each of them. I've more kind of marked it on what I expected of them. Yeah, 
kind of graded it from there. So like the Crusaders, obviously they've won it, but spoiler alert, I've not given them a 10 out of 10 because they weren't as good as they were other years, but it's kind of basing on that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, t- the the 10 score is good. I mean, the, we, but we need to take into consideration the fact that some of these teams are newer and some of them have you know less funding and there's travel involved for some of them. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to take into consideration other factors as well. Um, so number twelve, Moana Pacifica. Um, so they finished obviously in twelfth place with the one win, correct? Yeah, one win against the Tars in the last, well, their last game of the season, last game of the regular season. So they they were well down eight points. They but to be fair to them, whilst they were you know definitely the bottom t- uh, team. They had some really close games. I mean, yeah, I think there they was... pushed the Canes to a point at one stage, maybe. So they let's just clarify. I'm going to go back to the matches now. So they lost by one point to the Drew, forty-seven, forty-six. What a yeah, ridiculous! That's possibly the match of the season. That one. It was an unreal was, uh, fixture. They lost um, thirty-one, thirty to the Blues. Oh, there you go. So that's the team they lost. They also lost, you know, forty-three, thirty-three to the Rebels. So. You know, there's some really close games in there. Um, the first that, game season against the Drua too. I believe they lost that by a try as well in the last few they minutes. Lost, so. Yeah, they lost by three points to the Force. Uh, like you said, they lost um, 36-34 to the Drua in the first game. So there's actually four games in there that there was less than three or th- four or three points in it. Um, yeah, so, so as much as like you look at the results and the points, they have struggled big time, which they have. They a few other things went their way. They might have picked up three or four wins this season as opposed to one, and we could have been looking at a different score. But they've got something to build on still. They do. Um, I think you know they're still you know building a following with their fan group. Um, it'd be great if they can get some games um, over in Samoa um, or even some other islands as well. Um, I think they had the one in Samoa this season, didn't they? Or maybe oh, they two. did too. They were really good to see. No, they they were good, um, but, but the ones at that... Mount Smart just was it Mount Smart where they play? Yeah. yeah, Mount Smart. Yeah, it's just yeah, pretty abysmal crowds, really, wasn't it? Crap crowds, yeah, I'm afraid. Um, you know, I'm sure that'll build and it will get there, but it's good for the good for the competition to have minor and then I think they're going to grow. But yeah. for now, I just can't I'm... wait till they sort of get their own sense of identity, like the drill here, rather than always being a kind of yeah, not a not a rejects fifteen, but guys who just aren't quite good enough to make the other sides or that's what it feels like yeah. of other genuine sort of islanders or even some like older guys like you know Lila Fano those types of guys um, I'm going like, to go but um, Alangi the guy they brought in from some other season probably the one yeah. genuine guy they plucked from out of the islands he was really good to watch mm. I agree yeah it, it, that's true uh, but for, for the ratings I'm going to go I mean like I said we we didn't expect them to do amazing things, and you had them on the, in your list. You had them at the bottom as well. So, I think I'm going to go five out of ten. Slightly more generous for me. I've got them down as a three. Could possibly push them up to a four because actually some of their results were pretty close. So it's three or four for me. But... Yeah, I mean five for me. The reason why I'm going five is because, like I said, those close wins. Um, they and I was watching a lot of those games. They really got unlucky, to be honest. Um, and I think had we seen two or three more wins out of them, a high rating would have definitely been inevitable. They might not have got above twelve, but um, you never know with maybe a couple of bonus points wins here and there. So five, yeah, three, three or four is fair enough as well. I'd agree with that. Not too much more to 
say upon that. I mean, their player of the season for me was probably Levi Almour and probably by some distance. Yeah, I agree. Yep, no questions. But uh, on to the Rebels, which is a team we had quite a lot to say about before the season kicked off. And I don't know about you, but I think they probably did better than we gave them credit for. Definitely, definitely. They actually got another team who I thought could have done a lot better. Um, they didn't play badly, that's for sure. They weren't getting smashed in, 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 um, in most games. They were actually holding their own, especially against New Zealand sides. Yeah, um, that was what was the big improvement for me is technically they were 11th this year and they finished 10th last year and they got the same number of wins. But like you said, they actually held their own. They really started quite well in a lot of those games, but they just couldn't finish the games. That was That's usually the case with the New Zealand sides. They finished strongly and the Rebels couldn't hold on. They, but they generally, for most of those games, they held on for 60 minutes at least and were very close. But for me, the reason why they finished off in 11th place is because they couldn't beat the Aussie teams. They still couldn't beat Aussie rivals, and that's the key to get oh, up that table. They weren't too bad. They, I think they beat the four stars and the Reds, but like only what, once each and then. No, but if you look at their results at home... They, you know, they're not getting consistent wins. You know, if you're looking at the fourth, for example, they're getting solid runs of wins at home. Yeah, the rebels, rebels however, do not they, have that. The rebels just don't get those home wins, and that's the, I think that's the deciding factor when you know when it comes to points on the table. Uh, I'm looking through their games now. They had one win against the Waratahs at home. They narrowly beat the Reds, um, but I think they lost all remaining games. So. They're almost there to click. It's like almost clicking, but not quite the consistency. You're not quite clutching up in the big moments. But they weren't bad, though. I can tell. I actually I quite mean, I can only think them. of one or maybe two big score lines put against them, and usually it's a handful. But they were tight in all but maybe one or two games this season. I actually really enjoyed watching their uh, their performances um, in Melbourne. They, you know, they had some really good individual performances. I think I think Carter Gordon really came out of his own this year and. Last year, like I said, I think we probably mentioned this in the in the pre-build. He was pretty average last year. Last year, he was very young and up and coming. Uh, but this I've year, got to stop re- dogging these young up and coming Rebels players. A couple of years ago, it was Andrew Callaway who I said was being average, and look what he's become now. And then a dog Carter Gordon. Oh. Yeah, like he's well, fair play to him. He's absolutely proven himself right because last Even year... Even Hodgie too. Like, yeah, Hodge was really strong this year. The, yeah, the, the back line of the Rebels was actually pretty good this year. Um, if Callaway could have stayed injury-free, it might have helped them even more. But um, yeah, no, I think there were some good shining stars. Um, obviously, Carter Gordon's been named now on the Wallabies side for the championship, so fair play to him. Um, otherwise, for the me, Rebels are also getting a 5 out of 10. I, I see. I've been a bit cheeky. I don't know if you do half ratings, but I've got them down as a five and a half. Okay. And just Not far off what... being a six. Like a couple of moments go another way. I, uh, yeah, I mean, sort of around that ballpark's fair enough. And I think the problem with the Rebels, like the Rebels, it's an. Imagine if you were a Melbourne Rebels fan, like a diehard Melbourne. I've never met. I've I never don't met, think one exists. I've never met a diehard Melbourne Rebels fan. Now, look at all the get... class sports teams in Australia, well, in Melbourne. Why would well, you choose what yeah. the Rebels of all of those teams? Well, it's a good point. Like Melbourne is just such a huge sporting hub. There's so many teams of all types of sports. We're talking rugby. We're talking league. We're talking I mean, AFL, like, of course. One of the most successful league teams 
in the NRL there, basically. They've got about 50 million AFL teams, yeah. most of which are pretty quality. And obviously soccer as well. So if you're into soccer, you're not... Football's you're not got three teams there now too. Like, that's the thing. Um, there's just so much sport going on in Melbourne. So I don't... I've never met... If you know someone, let me know, because I've never met someone who's genuinely a diehard Rebels fan. But tell you what, their crowds aren't that bad. I mean, they aren't great, but they're not the worst in the league by any chance. So... Um, actually, they probably are one of the worst, but they're not. I wouldn't call them terrible, terrible crowds. Yeah, they don't stand uh, out like that much. But not that I really tune into a Ripple's home game all that often. But yeah, but think about it. Like, what is actually the attraction to watching the Ripples? I mean, you look at the Force; it's the only team in, in Perth. You know, other teams have various attractions, but the Rebels. What's actually making people show up to their games? Um, unless you're obviously they're just pure rugby union fans. Fair enough, but. You know, they haven't really sold the crowd on much in, in my eyes. But anyway. Well, not in previous years, that is for sure. We're so bad this year. They played oh, the odd bit of attractive footy to watch. But you can't always have a team that wins, can you? So if you support your team, fair play. Yeah. On to another um, team that uh, can't always win, but another team with some, well, actually a lot more diehard supporters, one of which is somewhat you. Yeah, What's well, the force... Course, See, the thing about the Force this year is that they maintained an incredible home game record and they only lost one home game this season and that was against the Chiefs. So they had a really strong home record and I think this that, yeah, this well, is always... Before we go on for too much longer, I think we could almost copy and paste what we all said at the preview and put it in here because it's probably the same thing, isn't it? I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I agree. But no, continue. Um. Yeah, the Force home games are essentially yeah. That that's what's been driving their their crowds. They get a really strong crowd, great fans. Um, but the Force, yeah, only lost one home game this year. That's what drives the crowds. I think it's always been a problem for the Forces winning away games, isn't it? Yeah, and this year they showed their moments in away games, like I think yeah. against the Hurricanes and the Highlanders, they got close but they left their runs until like the last five minutes of the game if they turned up in the first half they could have actually picked up a few wins in the away fixtures yeah that, that game against the Highlanders and the Bacargo was a standout actually um, I think they got smoked by the Reds in Queensland in the they did. opening fixture which is probably their low light of the season but other than that they were your typical gritty fourth side yeah it's exactly right um, I think for them they would have been Quite disappointed in their away record. They actually had a so. pr- they had a pretty good chance at getting into the finals. Well, they and beat just, the Brumbies in their last game, didn't they? That's Which right, is but, a huge one. But what really cost them is they lost to the Rebels, and that was a must win for them. If they'd won that, they would have gone above, above the Reds, I think, uh, and they would have made the finals. Not that I think they would have beaten the Chiefs, but um, it would have been good to see them in the finals. I think they could have done it, but again. They're a way record cost them, so I'm going to give them a 6 out of 10. Yeah, fair enough. I can't really argue with that. I've given them exactly the same rating as I've given the Rebels a 5.5. Oh, no, the old half Reasonably on par. Oh, I don't know if I should be, but... I don't know. Yeah, I'm going 6. And the reason I'm going 6, not 5 or 5.5, is because they're. I think the force have always been battlers. Like, they don't have top-quality players. The Rebels have a lot more... I would suggest the Rebels have a lot more top quality players than the Force. Uh, and they just come together as a team a lot better. Um, 
I think Max Bury's been really good in the number 10 jersey for the force. So he was a standout for me alongside Isaac Fines, Lily Wasser. He's been yeah, he's always cool. handy. What's the, the is that Spink in the midfield? He's always yeah, been yeah. good to watch. He's a hard runner. He was, he was strong, yeah, no. So there's been some good players. But like I said, there's not you know, there's not many crazy big names in that team. So yeah, turn me round to a six, actually. I think you could easily do that because you mentioned it. There's not many big names in there. Well, have they got any Wallabies? Isaac Rodder, but he's not been playing because he's injured, so uh, yeah. but next year they will have Nick White next year, and they'll have yes. Ben Donaldson. Uh, There's been a few signings over that part of the world. They've obviously the Rebels have picked up a few too, Vunivalu and Daniel yeah. Tupa. I mean, the force, even though the salary cap sort of actually, oh, it wasn't Vunivalu; it was um Dalgunu. The Rebels picked oh, up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now the force have money. There's no question about that. Because I think Andrew Forrester, one of the billionaires in Perth, backs them, but. It's just a matter of getting people to Perth and who wants to play. I think uh, Nick White was offered a, a two-year contract, which the Brumbies weren't prepared to do. So, I mean, like you said, Perth is it's basically another country. It's that far <laughs> away from the rest of Australia. Well, that's the other thing. Like, you know, running a six out of ten, you've got to take into consideration that they travel the most out of all the teams. You know, they're away from home. And when they're away from home, it's miles away. So, it's fair enough. What yeah, else we got? It is. Um... Oh, I mean, we could probably skip the Highlanders because there's not many positives to say. But <laughs> I think, to be fair, we're going to have to touch on them. They did not deserve to make, make the finals, and I'm glad that they didn't because they they didn't deserve it. They played really badly. Um, now, if we're looking at quality of players, the Highlanders have much better players in my eyes compared to the Rebels, the minor Pacific. I'd say their better players are better. Actually, all around they're better, but there's no, not no, that no. many standouts. No, but they are. Like, think about the players they've got. Like, there's yeah. substantially more talent in my eyes in that team. Like, versus the Force, for example, the Force only has one or two Wallabies in the side. Okay, and that is a very fair point. Um, the 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 Highlanders have more quality. Yes, their reserves may be young and inexperienced, but they didn't play very well. Um, well, they're I the think... sort of team that should be finishing probably. You'd hope they finished yeah, in the playoffs look, at the very least. Look, they weren't, yeah, they weren't going to win it, but they should have been in the playoffs. It's not good enough, really. Um, you look at some of their results. We're looking at, you know, some losses. They lost to the, to the Force, of course. They lost, um, obviously, most yeah, of the Yeah, that loss to the Force was probably the killer blow for them. Yeah, they lost, um, you know, to the to the uh, most of the Kiwi sides. I don't think they, do they not your win I against any Kiwi sides? I think they've been in about five years or something, it said. So they haven't beat a Kiwi side for ages. That's just yeah, and the Waratahs beat them as well. So they did not have a good season. Um, I think for me, I'd have to rate them lower in the force purely because of the talent they have available to them and the resources. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And we had bigger expectations on them. I think everyone had bigger expectations on the Highlanders. Not huge, but they just didn't show much heart really at times. Yeah, it was pretty poor. I'm going to go five out of ten. Yeah, I've gone down to a four. Which might just yeah. be just because I'm just that disappointed with them. Realistically, they might be a five, but yeah, nah, nah, they should easily. I, I say easily, but look, the, the two teams above them weren't particularly fantastic either. Look, there's a lot of heart in there, but the Highlanders are a better team. They are. They should be, but uh, they the way they play was was not. So I think you're right. Four or five out of ten is fair. Um, so there were a few positives. Sam Gilbert, yeah, there was. Ethan Degroot, yeah. and Billy Harmon were all 
absolute class. Like they oh, carried look, the team on their backs at times. I reckon if you took Billy Hartman out of the side, he, the Highlanders might have even been lower. I'd say no? he's their key player. He may have actually no, he probably was their best player. As much as Gilbert and Degroot class two, Billy Harmon is just so. Oh, Degroot. Degroot's very strong, but Harmon was just such a strong carrier and over the, over the ball as well. He was amazing. So. Uh, he deserves his spot. He's been named in the sort of the second All Black side, which is the All Blacks fifteen now, isn't it? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty good. Um, and I Just think he's need not... a bit of recruitment for next season. Get some X factor back in that pack line because oh, we didn't yeah. really have anyone. I mean, Umanga Jensen has it, but he didn't really show it. Nariki has it, but he was injured half the season. I tell you Gardo what, was all right, but then he got injured. Freddie Burns wasn't terrible. He wasn't amazing, that's for sure. If we could keep Freddie Burns another season, I think he'd be class because he, he turned it on yeah. in those last two or three games. But before then, he was pretty. I think he was just getting used to Kiwi average. Burns. It's not easy. I don't actually know why he came over in the first place. I mean, sure, he wants to see New Zealand and play over here, but um, I'm sure he would have been paid more in the UK. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, you probably think so. Probably just to. I mean, he's at that stage in his career. You can, yeah, go experience. Probably got offered a starting role more. He did started ten all that many games. I, got I mean, I'll tell you what, between him and Hunt, as I say every year, I'm I'm always excited for the the MPC. It's my probably my favorite competition, so I'm looking forward to how various teams go on that. Um, but yeah, for this year, the Highlanders were pretty average, four or five out of ten. That's pretty fair. Up the table, we go to the first of the playoffs teams, the Reds, team who we thought. Wouldn't be as good as usual this season. I think we said they might just miss the playoffs in our preview, but yeah, we weren't far off. They just scraped in on points differential. We weren't far off, and I think you know we can pat ourselves on the back for being pretty close here because it wasn't that easy of a shout. There's some pretty good players in the side, but the problem that we, I guess, what we put ourselves up against is we. I think we assumed the Waratahs and Brumbies would be a lot stronger, and they they were stronger, but the Queensland Reds did actually manage to notch. Some decent wins over some teams, notably against the Chiefs. That is, yeah, possibly the performance of the season by any team because I don't think anyone really was expecting the Reds to win. Away from home in Hamilton, oh, sorry, in New Plymouth, I think it was. Um, that is a great win. I think the Chiefs will probably not want to go back to New Plymouth anytime soon. But um, yeah, no, that was a, an incredible win. So that definitely gives them a boost maybe a half point boost maybe maybe even a point um yeah i mean for me they deserved a playoff spot but not really they played pretty badly in some of those games i mean they would just put it this way they're just inconsistent weren't they yeah inconsistent is the best way to put it they beat the chiefs and then they go well i mean lots of teams lost in the drawer in fiji this year but the reds were one of those teams yeah well, probably one of the worst 41 points to 17 um, yeah and a Pretty crucial match for them, and they probably it wasn't you know it wasn't a second string side it was a top side and um, they got smoked so that's a shame um, but they got into the quarters and tell you what they didn't come too far off beating those yeah Chiefs. no they pushed the red oh, the Chiefs pretty close again in the quarter was it nine points, points to, or ten points yeah twenty nine points to twenty and that was a great game as well. Um, they could have won it if things had gone their way. If Lyon and Tom Lyon had nailed a few more penalty goals and maybe, um, you know, who else had gone into their favour, it would I have been... Tom Lyon was pretty handy this season, actually. I didn't expect too much from him, but... 
Tom Lyon has been good, and he's very young. So I think um, McWright and, was probably the best player for me. I don't know about for you, but he was just yeah, class. yeah, probably probably their best. I'd suggest um, he's been named in the Wallabies as well. So fair play to him. So for me, the Reds probably justified their position at number eight. To be honest, I think they probably got it spot on. Um, you know, if it, wasn't yeah. for that, if it wasn't for that Chiefs win, they would have been the Highlanders would have made that made that spot. So. I'm going six out of ten. And I've probably gone the same rating you'd do if I wasn't doing half points. I've done six and a half. Yeah, fair enough. You like your half points, don't you? I do. I'd probably if I had to go round numbers, I'd bump it down to a six. It's a very it's a very um Kiwi thing, isn't it? Like, you know, when something's absolutely incredible, it's the best thing you've ever seen. Oh, that's a ten out of ten, isn't it? Nah, mate, nine and a half. You know, like yeah, we don't give anything a ten. Tell <laughs> yeah. you what, I saw on um, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was you asked someone to rate out of ten, but they can't give a seven because lots of people just say oh seven because you know it's good, but not it's good not enough bad. to make someone feel that chuffed. Yeah, and it's like, not bad enough yeah. for anyone to feel stink about themselves. It's just <laughs> right bang in the middle. But then six you feel pretty stink. Eight, you <laughs> feel like hot shit. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like your people rate people like the difference between seven and eight is quite substantial. <laughs> yeah, no, six is terrible. Eight's amazing. Seven's just <laughs> for whatever reason, seven is being average. Should be five, <laughs> but no, it's seven. I love it. I love it. Although I'm probably going to mention, and that seven is not being average because we're trying to stick to you know five is the average here. Number seven. Anyway, uh, uh, Drew, Fijian Drew. I think they had. A great season uh, for. I mean, I would suggest by their standards. I don't know what their target was, but um, they. Had I'd imagine fun. they probably had a target of making the playoffs, but I can't imagine many punters had them in the playoff. Well, they might have had them in somewhat contention, but probably pretty far odds to get in there. Well, I'll tell you what. I think they deserved it based on their home form in Fiji. So do I. Um, I think what they bring to the competition, they deserve it for that alone, especially when they're at home. Just think about this. They've beaten the Hurricanes. They bet the Rebels. They took out the Crusades, which I think is incredibly notable. Of course, they took out um, the Reds as well, as we spoke about. I think, uh, yeah, their home form in Fiji was really strong. And if they can maintain maintain that, which I think they will, just purely based on the conditions there and the crowd, the huge crowds behind them, um, they'll keep doing really well in the comp. But based on their the quality of their players, which, I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I think their players are great, but I didn't know a lot of them before, before the season. Yeah. I, no, we spoke about this. I knew a few of them, but they are really uh, just a really cohesive team, but they're not huge names. So, yeah, that is my point. I was going to say, last season, uh, Vinay and Bossy kind of stole the show, and he was the name that everyone yeah. knew by the end of the season. This year, he wasn't in there for reasons we won't go into. Yeah. Um, and, but everyone just jowled together as a team this year. There was not really too many standout standouts. Everyone just played well. I mean, their defense needs work, but their attack is so strong in a lot of those games that it didn't matter. So I think, um, yeah, to be noted there, I think I'm going to give them a 7 out of 10 just based on their. Um, I mean, I don't, if I was doing half points, I'd always consider a 7.5 just purely because. Yeah, there you go. Join me because that's what I've given them a 7.5. Yeah, I think they've done really, really well. I mean, their points difference was pretty bad, uh, one twenty-two, but it's because they, you know, conceded a lot of points versus what they scored. But yeah, away um, they, from home, there's still a fair bit to be improved on. But 
Away from home, they struggle. Um, obviously, in the quarterfinal, they got smoked by the Crusaders um, in Christchurch. I think the yeah. Highlanders smoked them too, which is probably one of the Highlanders' best performances this season and probably one yeah, of the rules. Tell you what, if they can improve their defence and maintain that crazy attack style that they have, they'll be pretty damn hard to beat, I imagine. Yeah. I think their set-piece wasn't too bad this season, at least compared to what it was. Nah. I don't but what, what will really drive them, though, is that like, their crowds are huge in Fiji. Like yeah. probably, I would suggest that their crowds at home would have been, if not the top, one of the top in the league. I'm going to say a potentially bold statement of I think teams might like the, going to Fiji the worst out of any venue, the away team. Well, I think about it. Yeah, obviously it's you know three or four hours depending on where you come. If you're the force, it's like ten hours of flying. Like it's not um, necessarily like they're going to win every game at home. They're not going to make it a fortress, but you know you're not coming out of there with an easy game. You nah. are going to be sore at the end of it. The crowd's against you. The heat is against you. Um, I think it's it's, it's a, a tough place to go to. But then again, you know, in the old original Super Rugby, people were going also over all over the show. You know, Argentina, South Africa, you know, Singapore, Singapore, <laughs> like. So I think it's not that bad in comparison, but it's still to what it is now. It's it's not easy. So yeah, seven and a half. I think that's fair enough. On to the Waratahs, the Tars. So we actually had these guys pretty high up, didn't we? In our original, I think we had them about where they did finish. But I thought, I think we thought they'd be a little bit better than they were. Yeah, not I mean, they... better, but we thought they'd kind of push the Brumbies closer than they did. Tell you what, they had a really, really bad start to the season. The Waratahs had to come back big time to get to their spot in number six. Um, oh, yeah. Much not that, quite as bad as Highlanders, but like it nah, was, yeah, it was a bad start. It was a pretty bad start. They they lost to the Brumbies, uh, they lost to the Rebels, Canes, Chiefs, Brumbies again. Then they started to pick up um, some wins, and so you know, they got there in the end. They actually did pretty well in the end, I thought, considering the bad start they had. But they had some fantastic talent in the team and um, even some more young guys coming through, like the likes of Jorgensen, uh, who I thought was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, for me, I think six is probably, yeah, like you said, probably where we put them. Um, they could have yeah. done better, though. If they had a better start, they could have taken that Brumby's spot in number four, I reckon. Potentially. Um, I'd say they were reasonably comfortably the sixth best team, but yeah, they were yeah. not really anywhere near actually pushing into the top five. Like, they didn't look yeah. like they realistically matched the Canes, Brumbies, Blues, or Crusaders, or Chiefs. No. As consistently, anyway. Probably not consistently, no. You're right. I think for me, the standout player was probably Mark Nawangatiawasi. Yeah, he was uh, really good this year, actually. I thought he so kind of might have. Hit a plateau, but no, he's actually looking quite dangerous. He'll be a, he'll be a threat for the Wallabies, I think. He'll be the next you know big winger alongside Corabetti, I would suggest. And you're um, quite good at pronouncing his name, I must say, because I know I would have butchered that. Yeah, well, I had some practice, you see. So you know, any commentary teams wanting to get a new a new voice, let me know. No, I mean you wouldn't be much worse than Sonny Bill on the sideline comms. I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't know if you'd but, quite yeah. bring in the numbers, he would, but. Like no, I think I can probably bring the pronunciation though, potentially. Um, yeah, so for me, I'm going to go for Waratahs. I'm also going for a seven. I'm actually going for a seven, not a seven and a half. I'm going for a seven. Uh, I think they could have done better with their team, but they didn't They didn't perform as, as well as I, th- I had thought they would, but they still played pretty well. Seven out of ten. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I can't really argue with that. 
I was going to say I'd highlight probably the two from two against the Reds is their big highlight too because yep. ultimately they're probably their closest rivals and to go local, two and two against Local them. rivalry, yep, definitely and local sort of... The loss against Moana was probably something that hampered them going into the playoffs. Yeah, I think they might have rested a few, a few players for yeah, that. Yeah, um, I think they took it a bit casually, but... It was never going to change the position on the table, but yeah, you're right. It wasn't great. But I'm reasonably with you. I've got them down as a six and a half, which is what I've given the red. So I could probably be swayed around to giving the Tars a seven, to be honest. I think I'd, yeah, I I'd think be happy to say they're a seven. Lower is probably justified just purely on the talent they had available to them. Um, and I think it wasn't utilized to its top capability. Um, and like you said, they... They um, lost a couple of silly games that they shouldn't have in their early start. It was poor. So I could certainly agree with a lower score. Yeah, it's hard because I think they were better than the Reds. So I've got them down as the both. But I mean, we're not, and we're not going into quarter ratings. So that would just be ridiculous. Yeah, that's just silly, mate. That's just silly. Hurricanes, number five. I think. Essentially, the team we see the most about in the. Uh, Preview. Yeah, yeah. Max had a lot to say about them, and we got to just sat there and uh, listen. I can't. I can't remember where I put. I think I might have put them at five. You know, I think uh, we both, all three of us, possibly did. Oh, unless we put them at four and put the Brumbies at five. I think no. I had Brumbies four. I think I've got. I think I had Hurricanes five. I think I was spot on there. I, um, yeah. All I know is I had the Chiefs below the Canes, and then you guys talked me around uh, and switched. Them. I um. I had Brumbies four, maybe I had three. I had definitely had Brumbies three or four. Anyway, Hurricanes number five. I think that's pretty fair. They, you know, they played pretty well against Aussie teams as they usually do. Uh, they fell out short against some of the Kiwi sides, which ultimately led to their fifth place ranking. And it was the Kiwi sides that that uh, unfortunately did them over. The Chiefs, the Crusaders, Druid did beat them in Fiji, of course. Um, but yeah, ultimately it was the Kiwi sides that, that um, made them fall, fall short. They got pretty unlucky in the quarterfinal against the Brumbies, I thought, but the Brumbies yeah. probably deserved to win it. They played better in my eyes, uh, but it was I'd a pretty on un- the basis of the season as well. Brumbies probably, yeah, it was an unfortunate call. I mean, the, maybe he scored the try. I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, but I think five is actually fair for them. Um, standout player for me, I think Roy Gar was really strong. Artie Sevilla is always strong, of course. Um, one of those two would be standing oh, yeah, up. Yeah, probably have to get it to Roy Gard, surely. He'd be, he'd almost be in contention for overall player of the season, you'd say. He'd probably behind the likes of Talea and Stevenson, etc. But I think uh, you're right there. I mean, other players in the, t- in the side probably didn't perform as well as they should have. Um, Jordy Barrett was already. Yeah, Jordy Barrett's probably a bit okay. disappointing this year. Um, Wasn't quite the revelation at 12 he was at times last year. But I thought, you know, overall, they probably were about right, to be honest. So I will give the Hurricanes a 7.5 out of 10. Um, there was room for improvement. They could have beaten the Brummies if they were lucky. And then who knows? If they bought, if they beat the Brummies, they, who knows? They could have knocked over the Chiefs. So, yeah, I think it was pretty pretty fair, that, that position, number five. Yeah, I don't really have too much more to say on top of what you have said already. Like they had their moments and look like they could potentially beat any team on their day, but realistically, they don't look like they're on the same level as any of the top four. But look yeah, like just that you know, it's slight not... notch below in terms of consistency and performance. 
not quite that 2016 side, is it? Um, that won the comp. I mean, yeah, breakout stars though. The whole was good. Braden Yossi was good at times. Yeah, most I agree. Of the time. Yeah, I agree. So definitely. There's some potential for the future there. Brick Cameron was pretty solid too. Same with Aiden Morgan. Yeah, he was actually. They've got some quite good options at number 10 and fullback as well. So, um, of course, Ruben Love still to properly come back into that mix. So. Yeah, there's there really is some quite good options. future, I'd think. Yeah, agreed. Uh, oh, and yeah, I'm pretty much with you. I got them down as a seven. Yeah, okay. That's, you know, again, that, that classic seven, seven out of ten. Yeah. Not too bad, not too good. Yeah, exactly. We're just talking about it. <laughs> Brumbies, number four. Now, the Brumbies are interesting because they generally always finish in that sort of spot. You know, three, that was four. the most typical Brumbies season pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah. They always finish in that sort of spot, three or four. I mean, granted, they usually they used to finish in that spot purely because of the old rules where one of the Aussie teams and one Sapper team had to be top three or four. But um, they actually they usually are pretty good. I mean, they're always the best Aussie team. They were again. Yeah, I think they justified it this season without – having to have yeah. conferences or anything. They just yeah, just no, divide it by being the fourth best team. No conferences time. They they were pretty good. Um, and they always are the best Aussie team. They back that up again. Um, for me, they could have gotten higher up the table if they uh, hadn't, you know, wasted away a couple of silly ones. Yeah, you look um, at the start of the season, they beat the Blues at home and beat the Reds and they were right up there early on, but. Oh yeah, they were really lost strong. Lost to the force, which was probably something that hurt them a lot. Yeah, lost to the force. Um, they just lost out to the uh, um, to the Chiefs, and then of course in the semi final they lost to the Chiefs, which I thought was a lot closer than the scoreline suggested. Nineteen points to six. It was actually a really good game. Um, yeah, that was an intense game. It was very intense, and the Brumbies could have won it on their day. Didn't win it, obviously. Um, but yeah, they're always pretty good, and I think. For me, I think I either had them at third or fourth. Um, there's some really good talent coming through the Brumbies, as there always is. Um, but again, it, it's always a very good team environment. The Brumbies have some strong players. Lola Seo, we sort of mentioned that at the start before we started recording that Lola Seo didn't have the best season. I actually thought Jack Debrasini played better in the number 10 jersey um, in the Brumbies' colours. Lola Seo's not been named in the Wallabies, which we thought was interesting, perhaps. Uh, Jones. Wants to teach the young man a lesson, um, but having said that, I think he, you know, and the rest of the teammates still played pretty well and got results that were needed. Um, top player for me, I think Corey Tall was really strong on the win. Yeah, he was. I mean, probably the most exciting player to watch at the very least. He's just so fast. He's got to be one of the fastest, if not the fastest in the league, right? I feel like he must have set up so many tries. Like he scored a few, few himself, but he set up heaps just by burning his man on the outside. Yeah, they had some interesting players in the side, and actually, I think Samu and Valentini were good as usual as well. Oh, they always really are. class they, players. They always are, and they'll, they'll be quite important for the um, Wallabies, I imagine. So, yeah, for me, I'm going Brumbies. I'm actually going to go for an eight out of ten. Ah, fair enough. Can't argue too much. I've got them down as a seven as well because I thought it was a reasonably typical Brumbies season. Had they started yeah. how they well continued the season, how they started, they were probably down as an eight even. Pushing further if they carried on that form, but the main reason I'm going eight is because they actually look like a side that can push any Kiwi side, and that's yeah, not... to be fair. I could be bumped up another half point if you... like they they um 
most Aussie teams don't look like they're consistently going to beat a New Zealand side, whereas the Brumbies do, um, and they have done. So for me, that that's what pushes them up. Um, but yeah, fair enough. Seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, you make some good points. Uh, All right. The Blues, though, possibly. The, I mean, outside of the Highlanders, potentially one of the more disappointing sides this season. Well, they st- on a table perspective, they still did pretty well. Third yeah, on play. a table, you're looking at 10 wins out of 14 during the regular season, third place, semi-final finish. Like, on paper, that's... And, and some season. big you know, some big wins as well. Some strong wins in there. And they um, scored a lot of tries. I think so that sort of it pays respect to some of their backs, which are obviously, as we know, on form. Uh, Mark Talaya, particularly. Mark Talaya was... Oh, don't say too many words about him. He was... So yeah, he was their best this season. I don't think there's much doubt involved in that. Ioani um, was probably no both Ioani's, but particularly Rico was fairly disappointing by his standards. Like he was still solid. Yeah, but he was quite quiet, wasn't he? Um, potentially in the same boat as Geordie Barrett. They just have such high standards that anything below world class is going to look quiet for them. Well, I thought Bryce Heen was really strong, to be honest. Yeah, he was good actually. Yeah, um, he's he's a quite achiever, Bryce Heen. He's a bit older now, and very experienced. I think he's. Almost one of those midfielders, which I thought he almost got stuck into the All Blacks, to be honest. Yeah, um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to we had a few injuries and needed someone to just step in for a game, like important game. Heem could do a job in there. He's good midfielder, very good. Um, so I think he, Harry he was Plummer, as much as I'm not a fan of his. Usually, he was actually fairly solid this season too. Yeah, he was. He was. You yeah, know, that's that's a very valid point. Um, yeah, so the Blues, you know, like from a table perspective, they had some strong wins, but. I don't think they were ever going to get first or second. Well, they could have got second if the Crusaders had slipped up. Um, but for me, yeah, third place was justified. But uh, I think the disappointing thing was um, the semi-final, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, well, that's knocked off some rating for me alone. I don't know if it has for you, but just the fact that was like their biggest game. It's the game they've been building up to. And they just didn't show up. Yeah, quarterfinal, they obviously, you know, they demolished the Waratahs and comfortably got through in the quarterfinal, but the semifinal, they just got demolished by the Crusaders I mean, in was, Russia. I know it's just one game, and you don't want to use just one game as the whole season, but it was one of the worst Blues performances, not just of the year, but like almost of all time. It was, and an important game in Christchurch. You know, usually derbies in New Zealand are pretty close, usually. Um and so it was disappointing to see that. And, you know, the Crusaders played very well, but... Yeah, they're certainly not the first team to be slaughtered by the Crusaders down in Christchurch. It's happened to the, everyone at some point. But the Blues are just... I don't know, like... They seem, they seem to just not be able to get past that last hurdle when they have a good season, you know? Yeah. There's always a team that pips them. And um, they are a strong team, but they just don't have what... The, the Crusaders mentality, shall we say it? Yeah, it's still flip, a mentality flip. thing for them, I'm feeling. Still a good season, uh, but, you know, it's going to have to be a, for me, based on what the talent they had available to them, I'm going to go seven and a half. See, I think I've been somewhat harsh for that one. I've, given, I've got them down as a six and a half. Yeah, I see, could I don't be know. I, to a seven. I would have to bump the Brumbies and the Canes up because they were better than the Blues in my eyes, but I could be swayed to a seven for the Blues. The reason why I wouldn't go any lower than the seven is because they still got third place at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, and it's hard to argue. The Brumbies, I've given the Brumbies an eight, which is higher than the Blues, but the reason I've done that is because I believe the Blues are a better team and they they, they should have performed better. Um, but so I, what I'm essentially saying is that the Brumbies are probably 
overachieved, whereas the Blues underachieved. So that's why yeah. I'm going for a seven and a half. No, I can't argue. In retrospect, I'd, I could move the Blues to a seven and the Brumbies and Canes to, well, Brumbies at least to a 7.5. I don't know about the Canes. Probably keep them in Blues at a seven. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's as a, as a Blues fan, I'm sure people are pretty frustrated at the performance, but um, they they definitely have the ability to win it. And who knows? I mean, yeah, they played some exciting footy and nothing else. Definitely some yeah. highlight reel tries amongst this is. Oh man, some of those tries from Mark Talia were, were just incredible. But mind you, they really shut them down in that final, didn't they? That's great. Oh, yep. Yeah. On to the uh, top two, Chiefs and Crusaders. Yeah, the Crusaders, like, the thing about the Crusaders is, you know, obviously they've won the league this year. They've won the season. Um, say what you will about the Crusaders. They are so consistent. And I don't think you can say, this year anyway, that they had the best team, and particularly with all the injuries they had. I think it just yeah. shows you the, the depth and the coaching, just the style. It's always been the case. Crusaders have always been the top team. They've always been the best. But no one I mean, you can look at really... their starting team by the end of it. You can't tell me the likes of Quinton Strange. Nah. I mean, Ruben O'Neill coming to the side, Brady McAllister, Stanley nah. Avili, Christian Leo Willey. Like, you can't tell me all these guys are big name players. No, they're not. That's the thing. That's, that, that's always been the thing about the Crusaders. Is like any other team that loses a twenty percent, thirty percent of their starting squad, they won't win. But the Crusaders can, and it's down to coaching. And I actually don't know what it's down to, to be honest, completely. Um, you know, I can't ever put my finger on what it is that makes the Crusaders such a special organization, but they just pull through every time. They're always just so strong. Um, and they, they don't always need to win the competition from a points perspective, and they didn't do that. They didn't, ha- they didn't have the home final. They were second after the end of the normal season. Um, but they didn't need it. They don't need it. They've been in so many finals before away from home and granted they haven't won all of them but they've certainly won many of them and yeah, um, that's probably what ultimately helped them time their run at the end was the experience like the players have been there done that it was just another game for them really so they turned up at the right moments yeah it's it's yeah i mean if you're a crusaders fan fair play to you but everyone else is like oh god can someone else win it for now <laughs> yep so seven years right so seven years running yeah it's even um, ridiculous really isn't it but they are just that cut above and people say oh you know European rugby is just so much better than New Zealand rugby I still reckon if you put the Crusaders against any European team France Ireland England I still reckon the Crusaders have a decent if not pr- favourite shot of winning no, I still need to set up some sort of even if it's not a club world cup just a one off fixture or something with Heineken Cup champions versus Crusaders well Super oh, Rugby, which will be the Crusaders. Inevitably. I would love to see it. I, I Honestly, I reckon the Crusaders would be any South African team. would be close against some of them, particularly the Stormers. I reckon they'd beat um, many of the European teams, if not They'd be, yes, yeah, send them up against like Minster or La Rochelle. Yeah. So, for me, the season could have been better. They lost to the um, to the, to the Reds and to the Drua, um, which was not... Obviously not expected at all, but they often do lose a couple of games during the season, but it doesn't phase them. That's the thing about the Crusaders. That the beauty of it is that they can afford to lose a couple of games here and there. Yeah, they, they lose three or four during the regular season. There was a few they lost. And they lost the Chiefs, didn't they, twice? Yeah, yeah, they definitely lost to the Chiefs twice. The draw, so it must have been so they lost three. a few games. They lost a few games, that's for sure, but it didn't phase them. And that's the thing. They always come oh, back They, they lost four as well. Same record as the Blues. 
four the games. So they lost four games, but then of course they came back in the quarterfinals. They won forty nine points to eight. Then they won the semi final fifty two points to fifteen, and the final twenty five points to twenty. That just shows their class ultimately. So for me, whilst the, the regular season was could have been better, they had so many injuries and their resilience for me it's nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, not really too much more to add on that. I mean. And then now thinking about with the sort of resilience they've had to show, that is going to make me put them up slightly. I did have them down just kind of more looking at their results, and I, they weren't the dominant figure as they usually were. Like, I felt like most teams were going there and thinking, actually, we could beat these guys. But we're not yeah, just exactly. going to lose. Like, There's a good chance we can beat them. So for that, I kind of had them in the region of an eight to, eight to an eight and a half, but I'm thinking... Probably a nine's more deserved. Yeah, I might, I might be too high of the nine and a half, but I just think it, it wouldn't have been anywhere near, not anywhere near a nine and a half had they have not won those three final games in, in the way they did. Yeah. Uh, but fair. showing just, you know, that just notch above is what really made it for me. Yeah, if you'd asked me at the end of the regular season, they're probably sitting yeah. around seven and a half or an eight. But oh, just how and especially by on there, an eight and a half, nine for me. And their standards are so high already that, you know, it, that would be fair enough. But the, it was the finals that really set them apart. So, yeah, I'm sure there's some contentious ideas. Some people probably disagree with me. But um, for me, that was one of the most dominant finals um, series, you know. I mean, considering the final was against a red-hot Chiefs team. I, think yeah, I would was... not say they were dominant in the final. But I think that was a pretty 50-50 affair. No, they weren't dominant in the final. The but fact they did what they, they needed to do to win. But the fact they even beat the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs were just... Yeah. They really were incredible this season. So, um, for me, that's that's what gave it a 9.5 out, 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 out of 10. On that note, though, the Chiefs, the guys who... I mean, lost one game throughout the regular season. Lost only two games the whole season. In a, yeah. Yeah, they were real campaign. Beat the Crusaders twice. Beat the Blues. Beat all all their closest rivals, and didn't really look like getting beaten by many teams. To be honest, they just looked comfortable. I thought they could have done it undefeated. To be honest, they were really, really strong. Um, The Reds beat them. Yes, they got that was a great game from the Reds, of course. But other than that, they really were dominant. And Damian McKenzie was incredible this whole season. There were so many players that were incredible. It's not just name one person. And on paper, um, they weren't necessarily the strongest team. Like, yes, they no. had a few, a few All Blacks, but not a whole heap that are like nailed on starters. I think they had we a few had injuries them... throughout too, like Poi Hippie and Co. Yeah. Rona as well played a lot of minutes throughout the season. Where did we have them? I think I might have had them at third. I think, fourth. yeah, third or Th- fourth third, we had them. Third. We definitely had the Blues and the Crusaders above them. So, you know, they definitely outperformed our expectations. Their their players were really strong. Sean Stevenson, who in my eyes should definitely be in the All Blacks, not just as injury cover. Um, Narrowa was great. You know, Alex Nankerville was still strong. Uh, you know, Peter Gus Salakula had some really strong moments as well. Uh, you know, all the big guys had some great moments. Yeah, pretty much all of their starting 15s stood up and then a handful of guys from the bench too. Like, Ollie Norris was really good. Akoi did his job yeah. off the pine. Now was excellent. They showed as well. He was awesome. Yeah, they were just that was great to be honest. They were Even really, uh, really Josh Uani could have done with him down at the island is the way he was playing. He was good. Yeah, he was great, especially off the bench. He came and added that whole extra dimension in the back line. Um, 
I mean, yeah, Brad Weber and Damian McKenzie combo was fantastic. I don't know how Brad Weber hasn't been named in the All Blacks. I think that's unfair. Yeah, I was talking uh, to my sister about this the other day. We're thinking it's potentially because, well, at least we're hoping it's because he's had a fair few caps. He's been to a World Cup, so they kind of know what they got. So they're like, we'll yeah. test out Weber and oh, test out Christy and Roy Guard. See if I they think, yeah. stand up. And if Weber needs to come back in, we know that he'll do the good job anyway. It probably makes sense. I mean, they want to test Roy Guard because he's been so good. They're like, we'll give him a chance. But they don't want to test him on the grand stage because if they get it wrong, then it's going to pay off badly. So yeah, it's a good point. He's experienced enough to he could just come into the World Cup squad without having played rugby championship. And he'll be just as good. So I'm kind the of thing is, that happens. Well, the other thing is he's going to have a season, isn't he? So, yeah. you know, maybe they think, oh, well, they really, they really want to show um, players that we don't want to pl- pick, you know, players for the All Blacks. So they're going to go overseas. Oh, I mean, old, they, uh, Lister, who they got. They, yeah, they, they had no other they choice. Won. They had no yeah. choice because of how good he was. Yeah, Moanga, Lister, those guys, like, they're just too good to not pick. But I bet you they really wanted to not pick them because they want to show that if you go overseas, you won't get picked for the All Blacks, which I think is silly. But, um, they they want to push that agenda because otherwise they'll just lose everyone to to European or Japanese rugby. Um, so for me, Chiefs overall an amazing season. They they outperformed their expectations. Definitely outperformed my expectations. Anyway, maybe some Chiefs supporters would disagree with me, but again, I think it was incredible. They showed great grit in the quarter and semi finals to win against the Reds and Brumbies. And it, like you said, it was very close grand final. If it wasn't for a couple unlucky. Or maybe it was just unfortunate yellow cards. Perhaps um, they they could have won. So for me, nine out of ten, uh, nine out of five, nine and a half. Sorry, out of ten as well. So you got them pretty much on par with the Crusaders. Yeah, yeah. As I think, I mean, most people do really like. You couldn't really separate the two of them. And on the same boat, I've given them a nine. Would have given them a nine and a half if they won. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'd possibly. If I had to say which of the two had a better season, you could push me towards saying the Chiefs, to be honest. I would agree. Uh, well, you know, it comes down to the finals, really. And, you know, the Crusaders were just, they were, they were more dominant in the semi and quarters and, and they got probably a, showed a bit more determination, perhaps, in the final. I mean, it was very close. Uh, but overall, standard season, they played better. They definitely played better, the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, both. In the grand scheme of things, exceptional seasons from the two of them. And what you have to expect from the Crusaders and Chiefs definitely punching above and hopefully, well, I think all Chiefs supporters at least, can hope they'll go one better next year and take home the title. That final was one of the more memorable ones in recent years, I reckon. Oh, I reckon really. so too. Just because like, you genuinely yeah. couldn't call it. Packed stadium as well. Great. Um, it was funny, like, I was watching the TAB, Like even the, you know, the bookies would have... As soon as the Chiefs were up, they really were banking that they were that the Crusaders were going to lose, and I think they had them at one stage at like three dollars thirty um, to to win. And so I think I didn't put money on it, but one of my friends did, and uh, obviously they came back and won the game. And I think he won quite a lot of money. So interesting that there was so much backing on the Chiefs. You know, once they were up, people really believed that they could win it, and they could have. But I think the yellow cards. Um, they yeah, suffered I think as a teams result. are kind of riding on whoever got the lead because at the start of the match it was. Even odds, no one could pick yeah. it. Yeah, there was some, you know, the, the kickers were nervous, obviously, because there were some missed penalty goals and, and conversions and stuff like that. So, yeah, a few um, nervy movements, but I think that might have been what got the Crusaders over the line in the end. The experienced heads. 
Now, let me ask you something. Does Damian McKenzie start at number 10 for the All Blacks? There's the question. I think Mwongo's shown enough that he has to start. McKenzie's probably got to be your guy on the bench, though, doesn't he? Well, McKenzie could start at fullback. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and he has before. But, of course, you've got players like Jordan that could start at fullback or others. Um, so so who would you go? I'd go, I'd go Mwongo with McKenzie on the bench, but I do have a, another wee point to bring up after I hear yours. I would go Moanga McKenzie at fullback. Oh, interesting. And then, to be fair, if McKenzie's not at fullback, who does go there? And then Are I going to stick Geordie there? Nah, what I'd do is I'd have McKenzie at fullback, Moanga at 10, and then about 60 minutes or 50 minutes, whatever, Moanga comes off and goes onto the bench. McKenzie slots into 10. Will Jordan move from the wing to fullback and then they bring on Naraway on the wing? I could see them trialing that in the Rocky Championship for sure. Yeah, just uh, bring on that star power, you know, because Jordan can, he'll go wing or fullback. And he might so. actually get some minutes at fullback. Yeah, exactly. So I reckon that's all they they might do, but oh, actually, they probably won't. They'll just put him on the bench. I mean, yeah, with Havili uh, Havili injured at the moment, they're probably going to have to start Jordy at twelve. I think they will have Jordy at twelve, uh, Rico Yuani alongside him. Um, and Still then... think Havili starts at twelve if he's fit. I think it's the better 12, but... I think it's Havili and it's Rico Yuani. Havili um, and Rico. Braden Enor will probably be on the bench, I'd suggest. Um, and he's actually justified it for once. Oh, he always gets picked, mate. I don't know. I think he is reasonably versatile, but he... Well, he's not really, is he? Does he play... He wouldn't play fullback, would he? Uh, no, he could play on the wings or centre. Probably wouldn't even play 12, I'd imagine, but... Um, but he is quite good at the third-end jersey. Um... I'm yeah, keen I think to know where uh, Bowden fits into the occasion for you, the, into the equation. I don't think he gets a spot. At the I think on form he doesn't, but I heard someone ask this. Say it's World Cup knockout game. Moong is starting, he goes down injured in the first like five, ten minutes. Would you rather bring McKenzie or Bowden on in that situation? I reckon I'd bring McKenzie, seriously. You'd still, no, you'd still be? No, I, I, know, they I know they wouldn't. Yeah. I know they wouldn't, but there's a couple of reasons why. Um, if Geordie Barrett's not on the field, I don't trust Broden Barrett's goal kicking and clutch and requirements of the World Cup because obviously goal I kicking. I don't know if I touched Geordie's after his goal kicking this season. It wasn't a splash as usual. Like, Damian McKenzie is pretty handy, uh, but he's definitely more handy than Broden Barrett. Um, but I, I think that Broden was good off the tee this year, but he still just doesn't look like he naturally got, strikes the ball, does he? But sometimes in the World Cup, you need clutch moments to win a game and. It doesn't always need to be a penalty goal or a drop goal. Sometimes you need to try to win the game. And I think someone like Damian McKenzie could come on and he could spark a try quite easily. And I think Bowden Barrett's a bit older now and a bit slower. He's methodical and he's definitely smart in the game, but he's not has doesn't have that same spark that McKenzie would be able to bring to yeah, win a game. Definitely gotta at least give McKenzie the go at the start. He's oh, earned a shot. It'll be hard. And I think you're right. Like Bowden Barrett's just such a huge name and Foster trusts him, so he probably will get a spot. But they won't be able to leave McKenzie out, that's for sure. Anyway, uh, we will get to that come well, a few weeks' time. Not far away from international footy now. We will. We will. I think that's pretty That about wraps up our oh, yeah. Super Rugby review, I suppose, or look back at each team. That was good. I enjoyed the season this year, and I'm looking forward to the NPC and, of course, Rugby Championship as well. I'm going to the Bledisloe Cup game at the MCG in Melbourne, so... I'll, uh, yeah, it should be an absolute cracker, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's going to be incredible. I think it's. I'm not sure if they'll sell it out. I mean, that's a huge stadium, but they might get 
80k. Who see? Who, uh, who knows? But anyway, uh, uh, be sure to drop us a follow on the Rugby Rewind Instagram or flick us a message or comment about how you felt about the season and which sort of teams and players you thought stood out for all the right and wrong reasons. We'd love to know your thoughts. Absolutely. Until next uh, episode, we'll catch you later and thanks for listening.